the word balloon. An air balloon that travels through time and relative dimensions in space. Wanted by collectors throughout the galaxy, the crew of the word balloon goes around learning the weirdest, dumbest, sometimes pervious things across comicdom. Beware for I'm not losing track of where this content warning is going. Basically, we're going to swear a lot and we sometimes talk about penises. You have been warned. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air but have stopped our journey to the Justice League's moon base to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? What's the best MCU movie? This one comes from, honestly, Steven and I talking at work and uh, realizing that we've done some kind of out there questions but we haven't done a lot of the like basic. real basic ass nerd shit questions. I don't know why I felt the need to put two swear words in that sentence but like here we are. Editor and so I see here, I, I heard you mention my name you while we were discussing. I summon him. You just summoned me, so yeah, it's it's important to swear twice in that sentence because <laughs> it's so fucking basic. This question, <laughs> I just really have to make sure that my hipster cred is making fun of this. And no matter um, what we say, it's gonna piss someone off. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm excited about. Which um, remember, ways to get in touch with us are in the show notes. Hey, <laughs> and we're I think we're all on Twitter in some way or another. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I will I will say on this one, I have not seen. Eternals yet, and I have not seen the most recent Spider-Man movie yet. Right, I haven't Same. seen Eternals or No Way Home yet. Either. Actually, Same. I haven't seen Far From Home yet either somehow, but I don't understand Which how you need to so bad. It's not on Disney Plus. Yeah, where is it? Nowhere. It will be on Disney Plus later this year, but because it is oh, the Sony uh, own rights, it's been really fucking weird about getting it over there. Uh, okay. Um, not important. Yeah, clearly the answer will never be Avengers Age of Ultron because fuck that movie forever. Actually, there's some decent... I just don't It's like not it. the bottom of my list. Really? What's the bottom of your list? I should have had, we should have done a different episode on what's the worst, but I'm kind of curious now. Well, after I talking, am, because you rated all these on Letterboxd, right? I rated all of them on Letterboxd. I don't know if this list is, is private or public yet. Either I, way. I, I have a lot of private lists on Letterboxd. <laughs> I, I, I use Letterboxd frequently. If you, you can find me on there, and I'll find my uh, username in a moment. But I uh, feel like I need to get on there myself. It I'm not. Right I've my just alpha, today but. found out what Letterboxd is. So. My bottom three, it, it's... It's number three, um, uh, Ultron. Thor 2 is also very bad. It's oh. forgettable. It's for yeah. Which is almost worse than being bad. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, it's actually the fifth lowest on my list, Age of Ultron. I, okay, I really. personally ranked Thor and Thor uh, Dark Worlds lower. I, I don't just, agree on Thor. I might agree on Thor 2. Having rewatched Thor recently, it it's bad. It's not good. I don't enjoy it. I describe I both feel like first... I remember Kat Dennings being the best part of both of those movies. Entirely. Entirely. What I remember about Thor and Thor 2 is I described them as pretty but pointless and I hold a grudge on Thor 2 because they just wasted Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Uh, no, my bottom though is The Incredible Hulk or just... Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't seen that in long enough that I can't actually judge on that one. My issue with Avengers 2 is it was just a mess. There was just... It was one of those that I felt like there was a good movie in there but they were just cramming it so full of like, and I, well, that's what I don't disagree the only reason I think I rank it higher is because it introduces the vision, vision. oh mm. and vision's great in that and actually James Spader played a pretty good Ultron it just there's a lot of hindrance for it mm-hmm Probably fucking Josh Whedon. Yeah. Um, well, and not just that, but also... the rest of the machine. They were like, we will put in all of these things for phase whatever the next was next. Phase three? No, I don't uh, fucking remember at this uh, point. Whatever phase is next, we're going to talk about the Infinity Stones. Like, that was completely pointless to 
everything you got going on. So so while we're referencing your letterbox, then what do you have at number one since we're here to talk about best? You can even do a top three because I know oh, you have... I have a top five and my problem <laughs> is my top three I think could change at any point. Like any given day my top three will just kind of be I different. do kind of have a top three and which one I like best is my mood at the I time. I will tell you, I'll, I'll start at number five which is a solid number five. I don't think that one will change. Yeah, yeah. And that is uh, that is Spider-Man's uh, Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming is pretty pretty delightful. I don't put it in my top three because there's a few of those like awkward teenage scenes and those hurt my very soul and that's... because I feel them. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means that I like sometimes I'm like, I gotta leave the fucking room and not pause this for a moment. <laughs> like, I think that might be part of the reason why I rank it so high. Oh, it does it, such a good job. It, in more than a like, cause like I was just talking about this with my partner uh, the other day about like certain media just like being like set in certain time periods and certain like age ranges and supposed to be like reminiscent of things just like in certain things do nothing for me and I just like this does not resonate I do not relate in any way shape mm. or form talking about euphoria specifically mm. was how I got to this concept but like Spider-Man Homecoming was like there's a lot here that's like ooh god that hits me right in my right in my emotional nuts we won't go into it but that's kind of how I feel about Scott Pilgrim versus the world because I also remember being a bit of a 20 year old piece of shit mm -hmm. like not necessarily a bad god, dude but still kind of a piece of shit yeah but we'll talk about that a different day and then my number four is Captain America First Avenger. I thought that Ooh. was going to rank higher for you. It it honestly, it could be higher, but my num my other top three just kind of edge it out just slightly a bit. I love this movie, and it's like one apparently I love a World War II like a action adventure movie, which is weird considering how right. much I hate war movies in general. There is something about adding the action adventure, and I mean World War II is a great setting, even if I'm not super interested in watching you know people with guns. And also, you get a bunch of Nazi. It's always good. It's it's great. I love it. It's one of the most comic booky feeling movies that Marvel has ever done. Plus, it also introduces it introduced me to uh, Peggy Carter, mm -hmm. and which then sets off the Agent Carter show. Which, if you haven't watched, I've really fun. Really yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. I wasn't counting the TV shows in any of these, but oh, I'm not uh, even. I'm Agent not Carter them. is absolutely delightful. Just recommending them. Oh yeah, if we were counting the TV shows, then I'd Our instantly have a new number one. Yeah, yeah, one division, yeah. I assume. But nope. Uh, oh, really? Nope. What if? No. What am I missing? Oh, uh, I mean, are we? counting Netflix Marvel before oh. bringing in television. He because, means Daredevil. Because Daredevil season one is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Season one's a delight. Season two is a hot mess, but when it's good, it's good. I mean, if we were counting but, TV, I would count that as available because I think they just added all of that to the Plus content. Mm -hmm. so it's... And they just didn't mention Iron Fist. They like advertised every other show. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, we're going. And then my num my top three, I feel like is kind of nebulously could they're they're basically the same for me. Like in that, like my ranking wise, I feel like they could depending on the day mm -hmm. change. I have Shang Shang Chi in number three. Okay, Shang Chi floats in and out of my top three with the like Captain America: The First Avenger, right? And I feel like it could do that with like if I rewatch Captain America: uh, First Avenger, I might rank it higher. But if, also if I watch Shang Chi, I'd probably do the same. I'm number two, Thor Ragnarok, because okay. that movie slaps. Thor it's Ragnarok's so my number one. So Thor Ragnarok is probably my favorite, but I don't think it's the best. That's true. Those are interesting. Also, why it's not ranked number one for me, because it, holy shit, did it overcome a mountain of trash in the first two movies, because I, I I don't like them. I don't mm -hmm. care for the first two Thor movies. If you like them, that's cool. I had one of the best days of my life. I saw the first Thor movie in theaters. I have fond memories of it, but I do not care for them. There are never ones that I'm going to go back to unless I, like, need to for a specific purpose. I've watched Thor 
Ragnarok like 15 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's also like a third in a trilogy. It's also it's also basically a fucking Hulk movie. Yeah. It's the closest we've gotten to a it's Hulk their, movie. It's their workaround for World using Hulk. Hulk without having to include Universal. Oh, is that why we don't have they one? They can't do a solo Hulk movie or else they have to include Universal. In the mid-90s, when Marvel uh, declared bankruptcy, they were selling movie rights like hotcakes to keep themselves afloat because in the mid-90s, no one gave a fuck about superhero movies that wasn't Batman. And even then, it was Batman forever. They only sort of cared. And that's mostly because of Batman and Robin. Ugh. Or no, some um, people love it. Uh, Batman and Batman, Batman 89 Returns. and Batman, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's number one? And number one for me is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. That was my number one. Um, I think it's the best movie they've done. It's in my top three. Most standalone, solid movie they have made for me personally. The soundtrack I have listened multiple times. It's the movie I've watched the most out of all of them. I know saying something slaps is years out of date, but like that soundtrack fucking slaps. Oh, and it's, it's appropriate for the era that that soundtrack came out in. <laughs> is that out of date? That Probably. Lego? I use it all the time. Know. I am a 33-year-old white boy in Montana. If I'm using the slang, it's probably a good five years out of date. Oh, well, that I actually, I just remembered that I don't care about being hip. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm also... Uh, the other thing with, because it's also my, my number one, mm-hmm. by a long shot, most of the other Marvel movies are stories about their main character. The Iron Man movies are about Tony Stark. The fucking name one, like... Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy isn't about any of those characters... It's about the meaning. It's about making a family. It's having a found family and dealing with the fallout that your biological family can put onto you. I that mean, that's kind of more the second one, but start. It's it starts. It's in the, the first. first it starts in the first one. They're two of the only Marvel films to actually have a ongoing character arc through them. Mm-hmm. Number two actually makes number one better because. Like you said, that's mostly the second one. No, it's there in the first one, but after you see number two, it stands out better in the first one. I do think two deserves mention. I know you don't like it as much. Um, it's still super... Like I just think two's a little bit too on the nose with a couple of the things. Like, the bad guy is ego. Yeah. Guess what? As you go through the movie, the bad guy for every one of the characters is e- their own ego in some form. I'm just angry that he wasn't a giant bearded planet, if we're being 100% honest about Guardians. I mean, Guardians. he was, but also <laughs> Kurt Russell. And, like, I do... I It's still ranked pretty high for me, Guardians 2. And, like, I also really loved, like... I love fucking Captain Marvel, and I love Black Panther. Black Panther is up there for like mo- a lot of rewatches plus soundtrack uh, watch throughs. Black um, Panther is my other one that we haven't mentioned, but finish what you're saying about Guardians, and then we'll jump to Black Panther. I've probably watched them. That's about it. No, oh, I'm okay. just saying like that. Like it's it's just kind of in my middle. Basically, it's not bad. I like it. It just it doesn't hold up. Like, it's not one I want to rewatch a lot. See, I especially from a visual view, Black Panther is just so good. Black Panther came out about the same time that I got a 4K TV. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched Black Panther a shit ton when it first dropped on 4K. See, like, I like Captain Marvel. I think it's a very good movie, but it's It's, it's solid middle for me. It's solid middle for me. But then again, being a 90s kid, for some reason, I am, like, really either, like, I'm polarized to 90s, like, kind of genre uh, timepiece stuff. I'll be honest, just seeing a Blockbusters made me way happier than Blockbusters had any right to... My number three, we haven't brought it up yet. Like, if I'm going my tops, Guardians, Uh then two is probably Thor Ragnarok. My number three is the first Iron Man. The first Iron Man is... 
such a fucking good movie. It really holds up well, too. Like, it really it, holds... It is. It's also, I think, in my top ten. It is interesting to watch it and be like, wow, these movies, like... People say it's always... They just make the same movie. But watch Iron Man and then watch... I don't know, fucking Avengers Infinity War or Endgame. Just the way they shoot it, the way everything... It's a completely different. Completely different. Plus, also, wildly, like way more comic accurate than I was expecting it in rewatch. Yes and no. Or, yeah. They completely redefined Tony Stark in the comics after that. Tony wasn't sarcastic funny man before Iron Man. Interesting. He was a dick. I mean, he's still a he's dick, still but a dick. like he was just but he was only a dick, an alcoholic like, dick at times. Okay, you're going to play Iron Man, but you're also going to be Robert Downey Jr. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to be charming at the same time. Everyone's like, that's amazing. Why have we never thought of that before? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know this. Okay, interesting. I do remember like when they just announced that it was going to be RDJ. I was like, that's perfect, because I remember growing up in the time period where I'd be walking through the newsstand, and I'd look over to the to the celebrity rags, and it'd be, RDJ wakes up on somebody's lawn. You know, and that's why it was perfect. I was so... I wanted to hate that movie, because Civil War had just come out. Iron Man is the world's biggest douche in the Civil War comic mm -hmm. book series. I was like, no, don't make me fucking like Iron Man. And I left. And I was like, how dare they? This was so good. I feel like I also need to bring up Ant-Man. Better than it had any right to be, but it also I wanted the Edgar Wright movie more than I what I got. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hobbled by production and differences between Marvel and Edgar Wright. Marvel has Joe the Bush. most success when they just get an interesting director and let them do what they want as opposed to we're going to make a Marvel movie. Which I feel like a lot of the framework that was laid out by Edgar Wright can be felt in it. I, do, I feel like that too. Um, and Who is it? It's what, Peyton Reed? Peyton Reed. Oh, was he, Peyton he did Reed? say that he liked uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp a lot better because it let him be entirely his movie. Look, Ant-Man and the Wasp actually has, I think, some of the most impressive fight choreography That's in the good. entire MCU. Oh, it's really cool. A lot of the, I really love a lot of the effects that they do in that one, too. I just found it otherwise kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Story-wise, it's, um, it's there. They, they, they made some sort of story. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like our top answer is Guardians of the Galaxy, followed by Thor Ragnarok, and then we have a slightly rotating for top, for third place of Iron Man, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Black Panther. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, kinda. Fair enough. I'm okay with that. Asked and answered. Yeah. That's from a different podcast, but I'm using it anyways because I've always wanted to. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. So today we'll keep with our expedition's theme of gadgets, gizmos, doodads, and ding-dongs. Zach, what knowledge can you drop on? The Mask of Shadows. The Mask of Shadows is from Shadow Man, and I finally have one correct this season. <laughs> My nerd ego is slightly restored. The Mask of Shadows is from the original Valiant Shadow Man stories. Originally created by Jim Shooter, and I do not remember the artist off the top of my head. I know Ditko did some work. It's not super important. It is a kind of goofy-looking blue mask with a kind of... Not full-on Wolverine points going up, but it does kind of go up into two points. And it's got an open area on the mouth. And I've been meaning to make it out of leather because I do leather working as a hobby for a couple of years now. I just haven't gotten around to it. Shadow Man is Jack Boniface. In the original version, a jazz 
saxophone musician in New Orleans who was attacked by a vampire and kind of exposed to the weirdness. He is given this costume by his cleaning lady, a woman named Nettie, who is later revealed to be a Loa priestess. The complicated part of this for me is I have read the early Shadow Man, and I have read, like, all of the most recent since Shadow Man relaunched in 2012. Which doesn't use the Mask of Shadows. It does not use the Mask of Shadows, though he does, the white look on his face is modeled after the Mask Mm -hmm. of Shadows. Originally, it was literally just a uh, New Orleans, like, party mask that he found in the street and the netty made him a costume to go with it they later dropped the costume because it was doofy as all hell i like those old comics and it's not a great look uh but he kept the mask yes uh and then later on just started wearing like leather pants or jeans and like sleeveless shirt with the shadow man symbol and let his hair go all wild and have the mask of shadows and it's like peak 90s but i love it oh god that sounds so uncomfortable to do superheroing in leather pants or jeans yeah but it was 1994 i understand that it's a hot fashionable <laughs> look but it's just like having like working in jeans as a i understand a, a but kitchen, like it, you know what was realize... that show dark angel or something like that you know or just yeah. any matrix outfit mm-hmm. yeah any um, matrix outfit yeah those first x-men movie ones where the they X-Men couldn't were running actually, around like, in black leather they couldn't get up over like a curb because oh. they couldn't lift their legs far enough <sighs> it turns out that Nettie set up the the mask for him to find as i understand it and it turns out she has been manipulating him to have much more to do with the loa in the more modern stuff the shadow man powers come directly from being connected to a loa i don't know if that's true in the originals the mask of shadows is most noteworthy in its most 90s grim dark horse shit that i bought you for christmas that i'm all excited about i read it last night all of it Garth Ennis's Shadow Man stuff, Garth Ennis being best known for writing Preacher and The Boys, which are like the two big successful things. And this also appeared in the video game that they made when Acclaim bought Valiant Comics. A new Shadow Man was required. I don't know what happened to Jack Boniface. And he I don't... gets killed. Oh, okay. And I don't know the name of the, the, the new Shadow Man. Um, I'll fill this in. Michael Leroy. Thank you. Not super important to the story, but Nettie needing a new Shadow Man and needing to control him a little better and not having time to go through the whole process literally grafts the Mask of Shadows onto his chest. So he's just got, like, angry mask terribly sewn onto his skin that gives him vague, undefined voodoo powers because, you know... 90s comic books. Look, you're close enough that I'm not going to make you, like, make this up. Uh-huh. It's not even sewn to his skin. It is grafted into his chest. It's like, just melted it is like... in. Oh. <laughs> it's gross. It's Garth Ennis. He's all about that. Fuck, that's fucked up. <laughs> no thank you, Garth Ennis. I think, because I mentioned it in our first episode, I have my list that you have not seen. Nope. Of ones I was guessing you were going to do... The Mask of Shadows did not make the list. It almost did. Okay. Look, it looks even more screwed up in the comics, but here's the cover from the video game. You can see the Mask of Shadows in his chest there. It's literally, like, melted on. So is this at all related to the movie with, I think, what is it, Steven Seagal? No. No. Okay. Oh, my God. I would, like, hate, but absolutely (laughs) hate watch a 90s Steven Seagal Valiant comic Shadow Man movie? 
Uh, mind you, I've not actually seen that movie. I just know of it because I have like a weird memory for like cover arts of movies. The only Valiant Comics movie that's ever been made is Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, and everyone stopped talking about that as soon as they possibly could. I think Valiant is still threatening us with a Valiant Universe move of movies, oh. though. I actually am, Which I'm okay with. I'm into it. It the, just A Ninjak movie is going to be killer. Yeah. Shadow Man could be done. I mean, Valiant is best known for acclaim and making the Shadow Man video game, which was eh, and the Turok Dinosaur Hunter series of games, because they owned the rights at the time. Exo Manowar. Could be done. Angry Visigoth with an Iron Man armor? Yeah, man. Archer and Armstrong. Oh, please. Make that a TV show, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And never... With Taika at the head. And never, ever let the guy who played Archer in Ninjak vs. the Valiant Universe play... You can have the other guy, the guy who played Armstrong, that's fine. But, oh, go listen to our general nerdery. We don't have time for me to go into this. We did an episode on that way back in the day. You got one. Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> right? Like, that sounds like it to me. Yeah. Sounds like I, it. Do I, you feel like you know the Mask of Shadows now? As well as I could without having to go, like, read a Wikipedia article and to, for more in-depth I things, do but, have a, like, 15-pound book of, like, the first, like, 35 issues of Shadow Man if you really want to dive in. I will. I, look, I say you got close enough that you don't have to make it up. Up, but I will throw in that the the weird preparation, like the mask is special because it's infused with dark power, like mm -hmm. Master Dark, so D-A-R-Q-U-E. Oh, God, Valiant, you just own my heart, and you probably shouldn't. That's some good shit. Oh, uh, by the way, I did look at my letterbox, so my, my handle on letterbox is at Stephen Gady, one word, S-T-E-P-E-H-E-N, G-A-D-E. Oh, and that's it for today, folks. <laughs> uh, we're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at yourverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.